franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with the business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Welcome to episode 13 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. I'm Roxanne Rapsky, and with my with me is my colleague, Sarah Wasco. As you know, we created this podcast to provide education and information on entrepreneurship, and our focus is on the world of franchising. And it just so happens that our guests today happen to be both a franchisee and a franchisor, so they will be sharing a lot of experience with you. So Matt and Camille, if you would kindly introduce yourselves and tell us what you're doing now. And then Sarah and I are going to get into some questions about your background and how you came into be business owners. All right. So my name is Camille McCollum, and um, I am the president of Body Bar Franchising. And then I, we also both own three Body Bar Pilates studios in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, and I'm uh, Matt McCollum, and I'm the CEO of Body Bar Franchising. Um, and I uh, also own another franchise called Made Right, uh, where I came in as a master franchisee. That's actually how I met Sarah um, several years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what you do now. Yeah. Sounds so simple and easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot has changed since I met Matt because you were just operating your first yep. body bar as a franchisee. Yep. So very interesting story, how things have <laughs> evolved yes. since then. So wait, you had the Body Bar franchise first. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. We, okay. We, we signed our franchise agreement in October of 2015 mm-hmm. with a two-week-old, a one-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Okay, wait, let's stop there. Okay. Did <laughs> you bring that up? I want to I wanna, I wanna marinate. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a two-week-old... A one-year-old yep. and, and a thirteen-year-old. Yep, all girls. All girls. Beautiful Aspen, Ainsley, and Archer. I'm sure they're <laughs> gorgeous. So Sarah and I always talk about timing. A lot of our clients say, "Well, when this happens, when that happens, well, when I'm not so busy, when this." And we always say, "There's no perfect time, right? If you're waiting for like all the stars to align perfectly, it may never happen." So, how crazy was life with? You both, I'm I'm assuming you were still working in corporate. You had three children. You had just had a baby. What makes you sign a franchise agreement and buy a business? I mean, (laughs) I think when you just like really want, for me at least, when I really want to do something, I, nothing's going to stop me. So, um, and that, I mean, we definitely had conversations with the franchisor at the time. Um, They were like, you're pregnant. This is going to be another baby. Um, but we just really felt, you know, called that this is what we were going to do. Um, and I'm, I'm not very good at just sitting still. She is not a patient woman. This is, you know, this was just one of those things where we just knew that this is what we wanted to do and we would figure it out. And that was basically where we were. So Camille, had you been a business owner before? What were you doing prior to this? So right whenever we started, I wasn't really working at all, but I've been a school teacher, a social worker, 
sold insurance and just done a little bit of everything, like random things, but nothing having to do with running a business, nothing having to do with Pilates. She was, she was cooking a lot of really good meals at home yes. and watching the Food Network a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, I was eating very well. Yeah. Still am. But. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But we just, um, I always have loved fitness and wellness. And so we knew that we wanted to do something in that realm. And I always have been a runner and you can't really make a whole lot of money out of running. Like you've got a few little pop-up shops, but that's about it. So we needed something that could make money. And anything that has membership, you know, every single month, then that's going to be something that you're going to be able to count on, you know, making money every single month with that. So, yeah. So we talk about people's why a lot. So you, mm. you were into fitness, you, you know, that passion. Um, what else, like what, what was your real why in wanting to own a business? There was well, something that was there. Uh, Community. Yeah. I think we started, so I was part of another startup you know, going into this and we were, we were doing really well, but Camille and I had talked about wanting to have our own thing. And so we thought about other ideas and concepts. She loved cooking. So we thought about the restaurant business, but we don't know anything about the restaurant business except that we like to eat at restaurants. <laughs> and it's a tough business. Yeah. Exactly. It's a tough business. Especially with a two or one year old and an infant. <laughs> yeah. <so>. I know. <laughs> yeah. But so we thought about what do we love doing and we've always loved working out. We've always loved being fit. We always love community. Um, and that's where body bar just kind of aligned all of those things. It was a great workout. Mm. Um, it, I'll vouch for that. <laughs> it's a great workout. Yeah. It's, it's it, the whole mantra, uh, that body bar is about is building community, you know? And so I think that it just, the stars aligned and that yeah. was the right thing for us. Yeah. For, and for me and Matt both, we really wanted somewhere that we can make a difference on people's lives. And so, yes, we can do that with working out and they can, you know, reach their fitness goals, but then we can also, you know, help bring other people together that maybe have never met before and then build this, we call it the body bar family. And mm -hmm. that's what it is. That's what we try to do at all of our locations. Yeah. And there's some amazing stories yes. about that too. So it's yeah. really, it's really cool that, you know, it, in, I guess it's been five, six years, like yeah. seeing all of it come to come to fruition at different paths and different kind of tentacles that cross. And it's really cool. Yeah. So before we get into more questions about, cause one of the things I really want you to talk to our listeners about is, um, I'm sure that you had a lot of learnings as a franchisee that makes you a good franchisor. But before we get into that, you did say you were with a startup, but I want to know more about your background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, um, I, I've done a little bit of everything in the business development world um, from, you know, cold calling, you know, smile and dialing 100 dials a day uh, <laughs> to, uh, uh, you know, selling, you know, high end things. And so kind of coming into this, I was the president of a, a moving services company. Um, we kind of built a niche in the market where we provided kind of on-demand labor for people that wanted help to load or unload a truck oh. or a pods container or whatever. Um, and that market's grown quite a bit. And I keep trying to get out of that industry, but I'm still <laughs> being sucked back into it. So, um, Now, are you still employed? I am. Okay. Yeah. Or, okay. I'm, I'm, I've been training my replacement for a couple of months, but okay. they keep, keep hanging on to me. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they keep depositing money in the bank account and <laughs> insurance is nice to have and all that. So. Yeah. so all this time, it's been five years, you're still working a day job and you're a franchisee and you are a franchisor. And he's a franchisee with 
cleaning franchise as well as Body Bar, plus a job, plus the role as franchisor at Club Pilates. Wow. Maybe you sound pathetic. Uh, <laughs> I just no, can't quit things. It's very impressive. <laughs> it's very impressive. No, it's 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 a lot of work, and we are we are working on scaling some things back. Yes. So. Um, Body Bar is where our heart is. It's where we think um, something meaningful that will outlive us is. And we really want to, she already is, but I want to put all of my effort and energy that I can into that. So, yeah. That, so, so that kind of leads us to that question is you started as a franchisee, you found a franchise that you felt like was a good fit. I love how you shared the things about it that were your why and what attracted you to that. Mm -hmm. So now how did you become, tell us how you became the franchisor. Well, we, um, do we want to go all the way back? So I guess back to the, our very first year being open, um, the franchisor at the time, they they didn't really quite understand franchising. So um, they did provide us with some support, but not really the level of support that we felt like a franchisee needed. Um, and well, so, and I would say that I learned that too through, through the Maid Right franchise yep. because I saw what a franchisor support did look like. And as a master franchisee, I understood a little bit more about if I sell a franchise, what my obligations are to those mm-hmm. people and how important it is to keep us on brand standards and how important it is to help people meet their financial plan and how important it is for us to help them know they need to have a financial plan. Right. You know, all of exactly. those things. So we, um, and yeah, we didn't really even have very much support even getting, going through build out and all of those. We did have great support on instructor training, which is the product. So that was mm-hmm. huge. And that's, you know, when we started figuring out marketing, we started figuring out sales process. Our studio was just busting at the seams and we were ready to, you know, open a second, yeah, yeah, open a second location. (laughs) Um, And so we, at that point, Matt went to the franchisor at the time. Yeah. I went to our part now partners and just said, Hey, how about we just split up? We'll do our thing. You do your thing. They had not sold any other franchise no. locations. And the only, other, the only other franchisee in the system was very unhappy and disgruntled. So um, they asked us if we'd be interested in taking over the franchise system. And, you know, with my experience being a master franchisee, I said, well, let's think about it. And so we kind of dove in. That was June of 2018. Mm-hmm. We dove in and started exploring the market. And really quickly we realized, you know, besides um, one national competitor, there was definitely room for a number two mm-hmm. mover in the space. Um, and realized myself quickly that if we don't move quickly, we would miss out on that opportunity. So we spent that whole year basically building out our business plan, going to all the conferences, the IFAs, the springboards, mm-hmm. you know. So um, IFA is International Franchise Association, right. just yep. to clarify that. Yep. So yep. organization specific to franchisors and yep. franchisees. And it's a great place to, to just to learn the industry and, yeah. you know, walk the trade shows. And so we started kind of curating who our partners were going to be in real estate and construction um, and, uh, so that all kind of came together. And in June of 2019, uh, we executed, um, uh, an agreement and we took over as executive leaders of the brand. And then the work really started. And even though it felt like we'd been working the whole time, like <laughs> then we had to like re- basically rewrite the whole FDD, put together all the systems that weren't in place before. And then in October of 2019 is when we actually started selling. Yep. Right before... February 2020. <laughs> yes. We sold um, our first location in November and then December. 
December. Yeah. December of 2019. Yes. And so when did you start? You said you spent about a year. So it went from October, did you say, of 2018? Um, or like June what was the timeline? June of 2018. June okay. of 2019 is okay. when we actually subscribed to be um, uh, the executive leaders. And then June, July, August, September, we were kind of building our team, putting our process in place. We chose to sell through a franchise sales organization, um, which for us made a lot of sense because it helps to keep your, uh, your, your costs down as you're trying to build and kind of get some brand recognition. Mm-hmm. And so we started, they started selling through selling us in October, November timeframe. Yeah. We signed our first. Fran- I know it's December because it's December second. My birthday's on December third. Oh, yeah. So and we signed another franchise this year on December. Happy 3rd, belated so. birthday! Thank you. Yes, seems like my birthday. We signed a franchise a year. That, year yeah, now, so. we got to keep that up. That's right. That's a good yeah. plan. That's right. So you were talking about the franchise sales organization. Just to maybe kind of clarify that those are organizations that come in and help. What. Basically, emerging brands in a lot of situations mm-hmm. with their franchise sales mm-hmm. to kind of take that load off in the event that, um, you know, the franchisor doesn't have those people on staff. So I just kind of wanted to explain that to our viewers and listeners in the event that they weren't really clear on what that is. There's franchise development companies out there that partner with franchisors to do their sales. So you don't have to hire a whole department of people to exactly. handle that for you. Yeah. yeah, it really makes a lot of the cost on the back end versus the front end. Um, and, uh, you know, they're really good at what they do until a worldwide pandemic gets. <laughs> and then it's hard to, you know, move locations. Fitness, so, you know, at the but, beginning of COVID, everybody yeah. was unsure, you know, will right. people ever go, will yeah. they ever work out again? But we found very quickly that... Yeah. The, you know, especially the community portion that we have mm-hmm. at Body Bar, that is what kept us going and alive. And people, they wanted to come back to, mm-hmm. to their instructors and their studio. So we offered, we offered, you know, digital classes during the shutdown time frame. And I remember February 2020, Joe Stockman was at our discovery day and he obviously paused his activities, but he ended up signing and just opened in East Cobb, yep. um, Georgia, uh, two months ago, August. Yep. Yeah. No, he no. was last month. October. Okay. Time flies. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would like to say, you know, as as a member, um, that it took me a while to want to go. I, you know, you miss it. Yes. And, and working out at home is, um, it's boring. Yeah. And I know some people love it. I'm not that person. And the other thing that I like is I like my whole workout thought out for me. I just mm-hmm. show up and I do what somebody tells me and I don't have to <laughs> think amazing. about it. It's yes. like, you know, in the gym, you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll go over there and I'll do some of this. I'll <laughs> yeah. do some of that. But it's very clean. And yeah. then all the reformers are, are spaced out. So when I went back, and the other thing is I can't work out with a mask on because I need to be able to breathe. So um, I felt like it was really clean. I felt like it was really safe. And um, it's been a while now that I've been going. And I appreciate having a clean, safe place to go that gives me a great workout. So yeah, it's a great job. It's not crammed with people. Mm-hmm. And right. I think um, people, now that obviously we've a lot of time has passed since the pandemic, hit us and we've adjusted to some extent that people recognize the value of taking care of their health yes, and absolutely. staying well and staying strong and um, the preventative measures. And so you have a good environment, as Roxanne pointed mm-hmm. out, and a good facility for people to feel safe and still be able to get strong and exactly. healthy. Exactly. Well, you know, and I think just to the point of this, this uh, conversation, you know, when we started our business plan for this, you know, we looked at a Pilates America study and it said that the three primary reasons that people pick where they're going to practice Pilates is number one, quality of instruction. Mm-hmm. And so we, that is the pillar that we, you know, we build our studios on is having great quality instruction. 
Um, number two is availability. People need to be able to get in mm-hmm. at different times. Everybody has yeah. different Schedules. levels of busyness in yep. their life. And number three was cleanliness of the studio. And so, you know, we those are three pillars that we've consistently built upon, you know, in our build out of our studios and how we take care of them. You know, is your experience being a member like you disinfect your bed after every use? Mm-hmm. And so when people come in, it's ready for the next person. And so that's I you know, we think that coming out of COVID that people are less likely to want to be in the crowded gyms. Right. They want more direction. They want community and they want to be in a clean, safe place, you know, and that's what body bar is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, you guys have done a phenomenal job. What do you think? Well, I have a couple questions for you floating around in my head. What do you look for in a potential franchisee, you know, for someone that's out there that's thinking about starting their own business, you know, we all have different skill sets Mm -hmm. for your particular concept. I know it's different for different concepts, but what do you look for as far as skill sets? Like who's a great body bar franchisee? I think for us, someone who loves people, they don't have to be an extrovert. They can be introverted. They can hire that extroverted studio manager if they Mm -hmm. need to. Um, But you have to love on people because community is such a huge part of what the Body Bar brand is all about. So I think that's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, absolutely spot on. I think any any, any service industry, you have to have a, a, a level of love or empathy or you know concern for others. But I think that's a key quality in, in, in getting joy out of being a body bar mm-hmm. franchise owner. I think number two is just having um, having a little grit, you know, I mean, <laughs> being yeah. being a business owner, it's not there's it's not a it's a it's a jigsaw puzzle. And it's you know, you got to find the right pieces sometimes. And so I think going into it with a strong franchise or who's going to help you build a good plan is one of the reasons why you go the franchise route versus mm-hmm. hanging a shingle. Um, and our job, you know, I feel like is to help them build their plan, help them execute their plan. But ultimately, road bumps are going to happen and they've got to figure out how to how to navigate those things. So I that's think right. that that's that's a big component as mm-hmm. well. Yep. So how important is it to have an understanding about Pilates or have ever been to a Pilates class? We actually signed franchisees mm-hmm. over Zoom discovery days during the shutdown that never tried a class at mm-hmm. all. So I don't think you you have to. Um, you know, yes, if you like your to stay healthy and if you enjoy fitness, I think that that is definitely a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, you know, you don't even have to be on the reformer to to run a studio. So yeah, I mean, I think that you know the business model is it's it's a it's a membership model. You know, it's reoccurring revenue. And, you know, we track all the KPIs and we help our, our franchise owners understand, you know, if they're performing at, at in, in a, a system standards or if they're below and if they're below, where's the breakdown? And we're able to dissect that and say, okay, you're, you're not getting enough, enough leads or, hey, you're getting enough leads, you're not getting enough appointments or you're getting enough leads and appointments, but you're not having enough show up. Or there's a breakdown from when they show up to actually converting to a member. So we need to work on this process. So it's, you know, that's part of, again, being part of a franchise. Like you have a system standards that you can measure yourself against and then you can figure out, all right, where's my pain point? Where do I fix these things? So it's not even about Pilates, even though that is why members come. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be on the reformer. Yeah. We learned that during COVID. Yeah. Um, but as a business owner, it's about, you know, just following the model, building your recurring membership revenue and hiring fun. good Hiring good people, yeah. Yeah, we I will yes, we have been very blessed in in our hiring. Like we've had have had and do have amazing Mm -hmm. people. Yep. Both on the franchise or in the studio side. Studio side, yeah. Well, and I think as an owner of a of a studio, a body bar, a body bar Pilates studio, um, 
that's what is we would call a more sticky employee, right? That's somebody that has gone to school, they've been trained, they really enjoy what they do. Um, so that's somebody I think that's more likely to stick around. It's not just a minimum wage job that right. could go away tomorrow. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I mean, with the with our staff, well, and what's you kind of touched on it made me think about like that's part of the reason with us owning our own studios and having experience in these in our our studios we see the same things that our franchisees see in their studios um it gives a lot of just you know they they realize that we understand what they're going through and how we've you know maybe hit those road bumps along the way um and then for us with hiring we've made all the mistakes yeah we've all (laughs) we made mistakes um and we can test things in our own studios before we roll it out yeah. to the whole system. Um, but then with hiring, when we hire people, they know, hey, there's a there's some growth that could happen in this within the system because mm-hmm. we are continuing to grow to add to the, our franchising team yeah. too. So yep. it's been, yeah, it's been fun for sure. <laughs> I think yeah. knowing that your franchisor is a franchisee mm-hmm. and knows yeah. what the needs of the franchisees are is a huge asset, a huge benefit yeah. because you've, you've already been down that road and you shared what you recognized that you needed that you weren't receiving. And so you've been able to go through and um, improve those things. Exactly. And it was also interesting, kind of Matt's point, being a franchisee with another brand, because when you're a first-time business owner, you really don't have a frame of reference. You've never no. done this before. Yeah. This is your franchise. You don't know. So with y'all being in two brands, he was able to say, well, I'm getting this support over here, mm-hmm. and this is what's lacking over here. That's and right. so it was really mm-hmm. um, advantageous to be able to take what you learned in one and apply it to the other. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like life experiences that we all have and you know whether you come into this and become a business owner at at, at 20 or you do it at 50 like you're, you're bringing some level of life experiences and we've just been fortunate enough to where some of those have helped to make and shape better decisions for us as we keep going you know I think one of the things that's really important to me is like when we have our meet the team days which is discovery days you know um we we tell our franchise prospects like we've been in your seat like we've yep. we've understood and wrestled with is this the right decision is mm-hmm. this the right brand is this the right team are they going to support me are they going to help me accomplish my goals because um, I'm about to spend a lot of money and a lot of time effort and energy and uh, we we have yep you know absolutely well and for our listeners meet the team day and or discovery day is a, a step in the process of franchise due diligence that's at the very end before you decide to sign on with that franchise or not. So you've probably spent a good 30 to 60 to 90 days doing all of your research. And then at the very end, the last thing that you do is you go to meet the team day. So you get to meet the founders, everyone that's going to be supporting you at corporate and really decide culturally if it's a good fit and and whether or not you want to move forward. So that's what Matt was referring to. Yeah. And the culture fit is huge. We chat with our clients about that all the time. And we already referenced earlier about, you know, franchise development companies kind of being involved. And I would coach my clients that that's great if you really connected with this Mm -hmm. franchise development person, but they're not going to be involved if you move forward with this business. So um, it's important to go to meet the team day or discovery day and meet the leadership, meet the people in charge of operations and marketing and those things to really see if that's a fit for you and if you have trust and if that's a team of people that you really want to partner with for the next 10 years. Um, a lot of 
franchisors call their franchisees franchise partners. So yeah, that's yeah. a good way to really think about it. You've already referenced family, the franchise family. And so are these people that you believe in and trust? Well, yep. I mean, I, 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 I've said before, you know, this is a 10 year marriage at least, you know, yep. and it can be a, a great one or it can be a rocky one and we want it to be great, but um, you know, it's, it's all about getting the right people in, in the system and, and supporting them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, and to that point also is I always tell my clients that franchises are not purchased, they are awarded. So just mm-hmm. as closely as that, poten- that potential franchisee is looking at you, Body Bar, to make sure you're the right fit for them, you in turn as a franchisor are also looking at them, right? Absolutely. Because nobody wants, who wants to sign up for a bad marriage, right? Right. So, <laughs> so it needs to be a good fit on yeah. both sides. Absolutely. Right? And we we do, I mean, there's definitely been times that we were like, this is just not going to be yeah. a good fit. Sometimes it's purely they, you know, we they're not going to be willing to release some of their other duties and they're not going to be able to give the focus that we feel like it they need right. to give. And sometimes it's just culturally, like we were like, mm, they're just... They're not on that same kind of love people side of, yeah. of business. And you have and a so, brand to protect. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. And, and especially with our first, like as we're growing, it's so important for us to have good partners that yeah. can, and they all can talk to each other and build each other yes. up and learn from each other. So we need people that are willing to do that. Yeah. And, and I think to that point, um, you know, part of our responsibility um, to our franchise partners is that we are protecting and growing their their investment right yeah. so they're they're boots on the ground building their location and building the value of that location but you know at some point everybody comes into business with an exit point in mind and so what we need to be doing as a franchisor is to help build the brand um, and to help protect the brand from bad operators um, so that whenever they are ready to exit you know hopefully and ideally their the value of their single location has increased just because the brand awareness has increased too. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to really share your insight on being a franchisee and being a franchisor. Um, for more valuable content from Unpredicted Entrepreneur uh, and Roxanne and I, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn, Roxanne Rapsky and Sarah Wasco. Um, please also follow us on our YouTube channel, which is uh, FranNet of Dallas for Fort Worth and Oklahoma. And you can find this podcast there in video format, along with lots of other helpful videos. And you can also download this podcast wherever you enjoy listening to your podcast. So thanks again for joining us. It was a pleasure having you today. And we'll see you next time. Before we sign off, Camille and Matt, if someone wanted to find you, how would they find you? Probably bodybarpilates.com, or you can email us directly. I'm Camille, K-A-M-I-L-L-E, at bodybarpilates.com. And I'm Matt at bodybarpilates.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, everyone. Thank you. Bye.